minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Let's 
Als Tate Mame in die junge Joden seinen Hossen und Kalle geworden, seinen sie herein zum Reben, sein Broch ist zu nehmen. Und Otte die Broche hat der Rebe sie gegeben. Mach lichtig und warm, warum sich, warum sich lichtig und warm. Wenn der Rebe ist dabei, ich mache lichtig, lichtig und warm, weil ja. Mach lichtig und warm, warum sich. Warum sich lichtig und warm? Wenn der Rebe ist der Weihach, machen lichtig, lichtig und warm Weihach. Warum? 
JM in the AM. Well, we really uh, filled that half hour with uh, some amazing brand new selections from Simcha Liner. He was here yesterday in the studio at JM in the AM. If you missed the conversation, obviously we have an archive. But in addition to that, it's a Facebook live video. Go to Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. Um, pretty amazing. Let's see that they. I'm, it's funny they they had labeled them when they when they sent us the album they had labeled the medleys A B C D E and A B C D E. So I thought that was just you know like a placeholder for the real titles of each medley. <laughs> they are medley A, medley B, medley C, medley D, and medley E. That was E by the way. From Project Relax Israeli Edition. Nikon Hisvadus, done by Rogers Park. Benny Friedman had Lichtig and Varum. Medley D from Simcha Liner's Project Relax Israeli Edition. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday on this September the 5th, day 25 in the month of Elul, the year 5778. Tuf Today we still blow chauffeur. We're saying Slichus and we're getting ready for Sunday night when the brand new year shows up. 5779 begins on Sunday night. We'll start wishing everybody a wonderful Yontif and a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. 78 degrees outside with 85% humidity. Winds are east at 2 miles an hour. Sunny today with a high of 88. Tonight, mostly clear, low 77. Afternoon thunderstorms for tomorrow. A high Thursday, 92 degrees. Wow. 87 in Yerushalayim, 78 here. In New York City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. Well, Jeffrey Mark's going to join us coming up, president and CEO of J. Mark Interiors. Those of you who have ever walked on King David Street in Jerusalem, as thousands of our listeners will be doing uh, between Rosh Hashanah, Kippur, and Sukkot, uh, you have probably seen his showroom. In addition, those of you who've walked on Central Avenue in Cedarhurst, thousands of our listeners likely have seen the showroom there. Jeffrey Mark, president and CEO of J. Mark Interiors, joins us coming up in the 7 o'clock hour this morning, and then the much-anticipated 8 o'clock hour this morning. And I mean much-anticipated. Today is the day that the Jewish Unity Initiative has its next chapter, uh, has the next chapter start here on JM and the AM. The Jewish Unity Initiative, many of you will know, has many chapters. There was the chapter of the Jewish Unity Initiative story that was done in Paris, the chapter that was done in Stay Road, the chapter that was done in... Uh, yeah, I should say that was written, right? That was written in uh, Venice, chapter that was written in Houston more than once. And now uh, the big announcement at 8.15 Eastern Time this morning about the next Jewish Unity Initiative project, um, which is a mission that I believe will essentially um, bring the most important concepts in one fell swoop to the entire Jewish world. Um. Yeah, that might be a stretch now that I think about it. But even, yeah, even, yeah, I would, no, maybe not such a stretch. Anyway, 8.15 Eastern Time, Simon Jacob, the chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative, will join me. And then a very special guest will join us a few minutes later. Um, We'll explain as we announce the Jewish Unity Initiative for October of 2018. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Trust me. It is right around the corner. Yoni Z is next. You're listening to a Wednesday morning JM in the AM.
Every breath I take, every move I make, I'm breathing you. Every word I say, every single day, I speak of you. You bring me up, you take me down, my heart's awake and I see you now. And through the nights when I'm afraid, I close my eyes and I feel your grace. So hold my hand, don't let it go. Show me your face, let the whole world know. When I go high, when I fall low, I know you're there to lift me Every move I make, I'm breathing you. Every word I say, every single day, I speak of you. You bring me up, you take me down, my heart's awake and I see you now. And through the nights when I'm afraid, I close my eyes and I feel your grace. Oh. 
Thank <laughs> you. 
Stadlo, we had a good 
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast with Naftali Sheinfeld and Zohreinu Lachayim, words we start saying on uh, Sunday night. Yonatan Sheinfeld, I'm sorry, Yonatan Sheinfeld. Shlomo Simchad Machnisei Rachamim, words we say every morning during Slichos, toward the end of the Slichos. Yaakov Shweki with Aish and Muzika, you heard Leif Tahar in there with Shema Koleinu, we're saying those words very often, we say them every day of course, but even more often now during the Slichos season. Wednesday morning, 78 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 88. You are listening to America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Jeffrey Mark's going to join us. J. Mark Interiors. You know them from Central Avenue in uh, the Five Towns. You know them from King David Street in Jerusalem. He will join us. Anybody heading to Israel, uh, especially those of you who have... Um, places in Israel, or a place as they say in Israel, you'll want to make sure to tune in. He'll join us in the 7 o'clock hour, 8 o'clock hour for the big Jewish unity announcement. Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio News next. Galay Tzal, Shashtayim, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imasha Korea Akshav. 
על רקע הדיווחים על תקיפה ישראלית לכאורה אתמול בסוריה של מטרות איראניות, שר הביטחון אביגדור ליברמן אומר, לא נאפשר התבססות איראנית בסוריה. אתה מתכוון לכך שאתמול ישראל תקפה בסוריה יעדים איראנים? תמיד אתה אומר שאתה לא זוכר. אני באמת לא זוכר, אני באמת לא זוכר, אבל אנחנו דבקים בפוליסי שלנו, במדיניות שלנו, אנחנו לא נאפשר התבססות איראנית. בריטניה חשפה את זהות החשודים בהרעלת המרגל הרוסי סרגי סקריפל וביתו לפני כחצי שנה, כתבנו נתנאל דרשן. התביעה בממלכה המאוחדת הודיעה היום כי ישנם די ראיות להגשת כתב אישום נגד שני אזרחי רוסיה, אלכסנדר פטרוב ורוסלן בושירוב, בחשד כי הרעילו את המרגל הרוסי לשעבר סרגי סקריפל וביתו בחודש מרץ השנה. נגד השניים הוצא צו מעצר אירופי, אולם הוא לא צפוי להשפיע עליהם בשל הימצאותם ברוסיה, אשר לא חתומה על הסכם להסגרת מבוקשים. נקבע מותו של הפועל שנפל מגובה בעפולה, כתבנו קובי מנדל. פועל כבן השישים מהכפר ביר אל-מקסור מעד מגובה של כ-12 מטרים כשעבד על גג מבנה בבית ספר בעפולה. צוות מגן דוד אדום פינה אותו במצב קשה לבית החולים העמק ומשם נמסר שהוא מת מפצעיו. המשטרה ומשרד העבודה חוקרים כעת את נסיבות התאונה הקשה. ובבני ברק נפצע בינוני פועל כבן שישים בעת שעסק בשיפוץ דירה. אמבולנס מד"א העבירו לבית החולים כשהוא סובל מחבלת ראש. מנכ"ל קסטרו גבי רוטר תוקף את ההחלטה של הרשות השנייה לפסול את הפרסומת בחיכובה של רותם סלע מכיוון שהיא מכילה תוכן מיני אלים ובוטה. כתבנו אליאב בטיטו שמע אותו בוועידת כלכליסט. הפרסומת עצמה בעיניי היא פרסומת מצוינת, היא מתקדמת מאוד, היא מראה אישה אסרטיבית מאוד וכמובן שיש בה המון הומור בקטע הזה של שהיא מוכנה לעשות איזה מלחמה שלא תהיה בשביל להשיג את השמלה שלה. אז מי שלא מבין את הז'אנר, אז יש לו בעיה עם זה. עיתונאי ישראל היום, דרור עידר, מונה לשגריר ישראל ברומא, כתבתנו איליל שחר. עידר איש ימין מובהק ועורך מדור הדעות בישראל היום, מונה על ידי ראש הממשלה בנימין נתניהו לתפקיד השגריר. שיבוצו הוא חלק ממכסת המינויים הפוליטיים המוקצים על פי הנוהג לשר החוץ. עידר קיבל את התפקיד לאחר שהביע רצון בפני נתניהו לצאת לשליחות בעולם בשם מדינת ישראל. בדיקת גלי צה"ל, כאוס בתוכנית שפרסם משרד הרווחה לאירוח אזרחים ותיקים בודדים בחג. כתבתנו ליה ספילקין צלצלה מספר פעמים למוקד הפניות של המיזם. במשרד הרווחה מסרו מדובר בתקלה נקודתית בעקבות ריבוי פניות שהתקבלו בימים האחרונים. התקלה טופלה, חידדנו את הנהלים והמוקד בטלפון 118 ערוך לפניות, לשון התגובה. שרת המשפטים איילת שקד הציגה רפורמה בניהול משפטים אזרחיים שתכלול בין השאר קיצור ההליכים המשפטיים, הגבלה של מספר העמודים בכתבי הטענות שעורכי הדין יוכלו להגיש לבית המשפט וחיוב שיח בין הצדדים. תקנות סדר הדין האזרחי החדשות שחתמתי עליהן היום ישנו את הדרך בה ינוהלו משפטים אזרחיים. המטרה לייעל את ההליכים, פחות סחבת, זמן קצר יותר, שירות טוב יותר לאזרח. התקנות הקיימות הן משנות ה-60, ובוודאי היום המערכת שונה ויש לה צרכים שונים. ייקח כשנה להטמיע אותם גם בקרב השופטים וגם בקרב עורכי הדין. התחזית היא ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך דן דובי.
J.M. in the A.M. That's Ellie Deitch with Achash Shualti, words we say every day during the month of Elul in our recitation of L'David Hashem Ori. Before that, you heard a Barosh Hashanah done by Yisrael Williger. Words we'll say Monday and Tuesday, plus on Yom Kippur uh, as well, as we get set for the brand new year of 5779. 11 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's J.M. in the A.M. Jeffrey Mark's going to be joining us. He's president and CEO of J. Mark Interiors. Jerusalem and the five towns. We'll explain what that means coming up. He'll join us live in studio here at JM in the AM. Later on during this show, Simon Jacob will join me from Israel, chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative. Uh, many of you are familiar with the work we've done in places like Stay Road, Paris, Venice, Houston, and others. We have a big announcement regarding what's going to be happening next month, and we'll have that announcement in the 8 o'clock hour. About 8.15, 8.20 this morning right here at JM in the AM. And we are among the worst secret keepers. <laughs> so many people know about it already. We're among the worst secret keepers on planet Earth. JM in the AM, more coming up with the Kinderlach and Anna Bakoach at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. with Miami, brand new. It's called Shalom, of course, from the album entitled Forever, Leo Lomvoyed. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, Kindelach. They had Anna Bakoach, that single here at J.M. The A.M. Wednesday morning, getting closer and closer to the brand new year, which starts on Monday night. We'll welcome Jeffrey Mark into our studio, president and CEO of J. Mark Interiors. He'll be stopping by here at J.M. and the A.M. within a few minutes from now. 
Eight o'clock hour this morning is a big hour for us. It's a big one. We announced to the world officially the Next Jewish Unity Initiative mission. Uh, it's a good one, and it's soon. It takes place next month, believe it or not. Um, so that's all going to be happening. Uh, that's all going to be happening um, about eight fifteen this morning here at JM and AM. The one and only Simon Jacob. He's going to be uh, who? Who is the chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative? He basically founded it with me. Um, he'll be joining us live via telephone from Israel. We'll do the announcement together. We have a special guest who's going to be joining us a few minutes later to explain even further the entire thing. And uh, and that'll be that. And we'll be off and running. And those of you who want to uh, increase your support to our efforts after you hear the big announcement today, we'll tell you exactly how to do it. And there will be a lot of people. Speaking of support, by the way, a lot of people got our follow-up letter in the mail regarding uh, the 2018 fundraiser. As many of you know, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah time, anybody who has uh, been on our list who has not yet had a chance to participate in our annual campaign, we send a reminder out. So if, if you've gotten that reminder, we ask you when you have an opportunity to uh, get it back to us with as generous a, a brand new year donation as possible. And of course, we thank you for that. Um, just be on the lookout for it. And those of you who want to go to the web and uh, take care of your donation to our efforts in that way, it's fjbunity.org. Again, fjbunity.org. Yehuda Green, brand new, JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning broadcast. Jeffrey Mark is in studio. He's actually doing a Facebook Live video as we speak about his arrival here at the Nahum Siegel Network Studios in a neighborhood that he knows very well, by the way. You know, we're based in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. He can tell you a lot of stories about the area that uh, he's visiting this morning. We'll talk about that and plenty of other things coming up here at J.M. in the A.M. J. Mark Interiors, they're both on King David Street in Jerusalem and Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. We'll explain the whole thing coming up. Jeffrey Mark visits us next here at J.M. in the A.M. Reminder, coming up at 8.15 this morning, Simon Jacob, chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative that he and I founded years ago, he's going to join me, and we will announce our next Jewish Unity Initiative mission, which is coming up next month. It's a big one. It's a great one. It's an amazing concept, and we're going to be doing it all together with you, our listeners, um, very exciting as we build up through the Yuntif season and afterwards to the um, uh, amazing Jewish Unity Initiative October 2018 uh, mission. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zeb and Rios Ovalevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basra Ovalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Rav Raphael of Barshid was a loyal disciple of Repinchus of Karetz. He was the essence of truth. A false word never passed his lips, and his every action and deed was imbued with truth. Once there was a merchant in the city that was caught with the illegal merchandise. He was thrown into prison. The court agreed that if Reb Rafael and the colleague Ramosh of Savron would testify to his innocence, the merchant would be freed. Ramoshim Savran ruled that it was a matter of pikuach nefesh. It was a matter of life or death. He agreed to swear to something that he knew was not completely true. Reb Rafael, however, who was the icon of truth, could not accept to take the oath. Day after day, from morning till night, the merchant's wife and his whole family beseeched and pleaded with Reb Rafael to swear to the untruth. Night was approaching before the last day that the testimony for the imprisoned merchant had to be given in court. Ribofo locked himself into his room, brokenhearted and downcast. He knew that the next day was the last opportunity that he would have to free the guilty merchant. However, how could he allow a falsehood to pass his lips? He stood for the truth. He stood for honesty his whole life never veered from the truth in the slightest. He had always taught that falsehood was the worst form of impurity, that one should always strive to uphold the truth. Yet, how could he harden his heart and not come to the rescue of a fellow Jew? The situation seemed impossible. After many hours of introspection, Rebrofo lifted his voice and cried throughout the night. He cried out, Hashem! Take my soul, take me from this low world so that I shouldn't have to utter a falsehood. His soul left him in great holiness and ascended to heaven. By the next morning, the merchant had admitted on his own to his guilt. He did not want the two tzaddikim to swear falsely. When the attendant opened the door to Rufo's room, 
He found the tzaddik on the ground. Hashem had heard his prayers. Reb Moshe had sacrificed his life on the altar of truth. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. with our L.O. chauffeur blowing here on a Wednesday morning broadcast. Brand new year begins on Sunday night. Wishing everybody a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. Jeffrey Mark, the president and CEO of J. Mark Interiors. You can visit them on King David Street in Jerusalem. You can also visit them on Central Avenue and in Cedarhurst. That's pretty neat. Two different places around the world. J. Mark Interiors are based uh, in both locations. Jeffrey Mark is the president and CEO, and he visits us this morning here at JM in the AM. A pleasure to welcome you to the Nachum Siegel Network Studios. Thank you so much, Nachum. It's really nice to be here. Great. You remember the old neighborhood, right? Yeah, uh, I love being here. Actually, I, I was looking for a parking spot for about a minute and a half, and then I said, you know what, I'm going to go to the garage. And when I pulled in the garage... The last time I was there, I think I was six years old, and my dad just got a Buick Electra. You know, brought back some memories, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was just—it was really, really nice to park in the garage and walk up the hill. I'm probably the only one here who didn't look for a parking spot and just parked in the garage. But sure. you know, it was great. And then I walked past my apartment building where I grew up in 5:30 over there. That's it was right. like really cool. Right down really the block. Nice. Uh, someone like yourself, who, as this conversation goes on, it will become evident to our audience that you have a unique talent when it comes to interior, de- excuse me, interior decorating. When someone like yourself walks into a building like this, an older building, a building with some history, one you're even more familiar with because you remember it as a kid, uh, it has it has some charm, but nonetheless, it needs a little bit of work. What are your thoughts when you walk in the front door? Of where the Nachum Siegel headquarters are. So when you when when I walked in the front door, you know what the front door is like sort of impressive with the theater right. and all the banners up. The dance company, yeah, here, the right? dance company, like that looks really really cool right. actually. And then as you know, I, I needed to use the men's room, so I went there, <laughs> and that needs like just to like you know be erased and, and restarted over a there. A little bit of a makeover. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, we could do that in about a week or so, or give or take. You know, it was a little bit of a blink, and uh, you know. But yeah, the charm is what's always what it's about, you know, and always like restoring and, you know, keeping every space that we do like where it should be and what it should look like and what it should feel like, you know. Because uh, you're doing a lot of spaces, frankly, and we'll explain more as we go along, uh, that that are given to you as a project from scratch. This one, for instance, is not a from scratch project. This is one where you and your staff would walk in here and say, you know what? We've got to make it look like 2018, but we don't want to lose that charm of the past. We don't want it to. We don't want to erase what's been happening here for the last 70 years. Right, right. It's it's that seems like a bigger challenge. Yeah, it's it's a very big challenge, and it's it's similar to like when we're doing work, like for our clients who live in, for example, they live in New York, or and they have an apartment in Florida, maybe, and now they bought something in Jerusalem. Right. So you know, on one hand, like a client will say to us. You know, I'm, this is my dream apartment in Jerusalem, but, you know, I don't want any Jerusalem stone in my apartment. Interesting. Yeah. 
or they'll say, hey, I want it to feel like I'm in Jerusalem. Let me, you know, let me know it. Show me. Put Jerusalem stone on the wall, Jeffrey. Let's let's really feel like we're like this apartment's in Israel, not in Miami Beach or in, you know, South Beach or something like that. Right. So it, it's really like it's really personal. You know, everybody's got their their shtick. Like so, we, so you have to interview clients. You gotta get their story, their intent, why they why and for what reason they bought this specific place in Israel, Florida, wherever it is. What that what they expect from it. You know, there are people who are going to be entertaining 30 grandchildren. There are others who may not see any visitors ever in their home. Right, right. It, a lot of different stories out there. We, we often, when we're being hired to do, a, a, you know, a project for somebody, we'll visit them. Obviously, they'll come to our showrooms, whether it's in, you know, Jerusalem, on King David Street, or whether it's in Cedarhurst, on Central Avenue. But what we'll also do is we'll go to their home where they're, where they're currently living, uh. and we'll say to them, hey, you know what? Let's walk around. Show me what you like here. Show me what you don't like. Show me what you think was a mistake. And they'll often say, look, I don't want my Jerusalem apartment to look any or my Jerusalem house to look anything like what I've got here in New York. I want it more modern. I want it cooler looking or vice versa. You know, I, I want to feel like I'm in Jerusalem. I want to feel like I'm in Israel. And I want it, you know, maintenance free. We only come for the Chagim. We're here right. for holidays only. We don't spend a lot of time here. So we really want it like user friendly, you know, or we want it to feel like a great hotel room. Like make us feel like we're in the four seasons when we right. get here to our apartment in Israel. Pretty cool. I'll tell you, everybody's got their thing, huh? Everybody's got their thing. Jeffrey Mark is here. Uh, J. Mark Interiors, King David Street and Central Avenue. Uh, so, so tell me how this all began. I, I have a feeling this is not the only time we're going to have a conversation. So there are a lot of different topics and things we're going to be discussing during your visits. But, but, but tell me how it started. How is it that you became a name in the world of interior decorating? So that's a long-winded question. So I guess, <laughs> I guess if we'll be here till tomorrow, well, I well, did you start know as a teenager that you had this expertise? Did you know that you had it in you? So you know what? I I really nobody knew what I was going to do, including myself. I'm um, I never really finished school. Uh, not to get into details in case my children are listening to this, because <laughs> you encourage them to go. Ahead. Yes, of course. I think everybody should go to school. Everybody should get a degree, and you know. Um, but I always had good taste, and I was always able to see what I liked, you know, and know what was better by looking at it or feeling it or touching it. Even in your own home and own room, growing up. Yeah, yeah, and I make and I, I'm able to make very quick decisions. You know, I can look at something and literally and count to ten and say, okay, I'll buy that. I'll take that. I'll move there. I'll do that. Da, da, da. Like, you know, it's very... Because it strikes you right away. It's I just know. I see it. I could see it. I, I see things that other people don't see. I could walk into a room and I could just open my eyes and just say, okay, I see it. I could see what it looks like in a year from now. Right. You know, and uh, that's that's that whole... That's what we that's what we do for people, I'm Like, you know, because they can't see it. So you had this sense. When did it become a profession? Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you... a. a a story when we lived in uh, I grew up in Muncie actually and my I was going to high school and in, in Yeshiva University in MTA and my mom gave me I don't remember how much money it was let's pretend it was uh, $350 mm -hmm. to buy myself school clothes right so I came to the city and I bought myself a leather jacket I came home with a jacket my mom goes well where's the pants where's your shirts where's your socks well you know I gave you this responsibility you know you're 16 years old go out buy your own stuff you come home with a jacket I said Obviously, you didn't give me enough money, you know, but um, that's it, you know, and, and I came home with a leather jacket because I wanted something of quality. I'd rather have one great item of quality than, you know, 25 things that weren't what I wanted. 
Understood. You know? But again, I ask you, so when did it become a profession? When did it become an opportunity to open a showroom and tell people of the world, hey, you want great interior decorating, you're going to come to me? So we started in Cedarhurst. And, How long um, ago? 21 years ago, we started and we opened up in Cedarhurst. And thank God we... we we automatic like instantly like we were doing well we did really great we had a very 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 small showroom today our showroom is uh, about seven times the size and then i um just to fast forward a little bit i made aliyah about my family and i moved to israel 14 years ago we just celebrated our 14th year living in, in efrat Mazaltov. thank you and um i was a little bit bored when i was there you know, as a commuter. You had you know, kept the showroom. I kept the showroom in New York, and mm -hmm. my plan was is to be one of these commuter people, right. you know, and uh, there were, at the time, there weren't many people doing it. Right. So the, the you know, the, the timeline, you know, the schedule is, is, you know, you leave Israel Sunday night at 1 a.m., get to New York Monday, work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, leave Wednesday night, you're home Thursday afternoon. Right. And then Thursday afternoon, Friday, Shabbat, Sunday, you're you're off. Right. <laughs> so I had three and a half days off. I was like a little bit bored, to tell you the truth. And um, I started dabbling a little bit. And we were working on a client's project here in New York. And they just bought an apartment on Pinsker Street in... Uh, Very familiar to in, people in this yeah, audience. <laughs> yeah, in Jerusalem. <laughs> and um, I didn't... I, you know, they had asked me to help them. And I'm like, guys, I just live there, like, for a year. Like, I don't know anything. I, I don't... You know, I was like, I, I can't. I, I'm not going to do it. I actually turned them down. And then... You know, she said to me, hey, like, you know, I said, just stay for a week or two with us. You know, we'll do some research together. We'll get the place, you know, going. But we need your assistance. So I did it. And um, I'm happy to say their name. It's Myrna and Label Zisman. Unfortunately, Label passed yeah, away. Yeah, we know Myrna. Oh, yeah. right. Sure. So they were the first apartment that I ever did wow. in Israel. And um, Great Chevron supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're amazing people. Amazing people. Their whole family is incredible. Yeah. Good, now became good personal friends of mine. And the apartment came out incredible, and somehow, I don't remember, but the New York Times got a hold of it here. Holy cow. And it made front cover of the New York Times um, real estate section. So then people started saying to me, oh, you're doing work in Israel. And then I started, you know what, I got a little, like I said, I was bored. And then I started, like, you know, working when I was in Israel also. And um, we the showroom, started. The showroom has been on King David Street how long? The showroom is now celebrating its second anniversary. Mm, pretty recent. Yeah, very recent. Um, but I was working and we were doing it from New York. Right. And, it, you know, we thank God we grew and grew and grew right. in Israel. And I just said, you know what, we need, we need a showroom. We need a place. Like, right. We need a place like we have in Cedarhurst. And we need something that's going to really like invite our clients and invite and we we service everybody now and and not realizing Nahum when we when we did it two years ago is j mark became global overnight right you know um, a real international entity yeah to say the least yeah and we've got clients from belgium we've got clients from france we've got people in hollywood because the and, entire world is buying in yeah, israel so right so you got them everywhere right and we're located now like we're our address is 22 king david street so right. when you go out my front door and cross the street the king david hotel is diagonal you know we're next door to the eldon and down the block from the waldorf and the citadel so we're smack in the middle of you know all the all the main hotels, the imbals further up, right. and you but know also what? not that far. Yeah, not that far. Like literally, like we're we're smack in the middle of, of of Jerusalem. So people started like you know, besides from our five towns community where we're where we've been for twenty years, and you know we do a lot of work in Manhattan and Queens and Brooklyn and 
all over the tri-state area, New Jersey, Teaneck, Englewood, whatever. But now we've got people from all over the world. Like we've got three California or four California people we're working on now. We've got, like I said, we've got Belgium, we've got France, we've got London. Which which got... leads to some interesting questions, which I'm going to get to in a minute. Jeffrey Mark is here, president and CEO of J. Mark Interiors. To be fair to those, especially those people who may have to tune out soon uh, based on their schedule, if you're heading to Israel and you think Jeffrey and his staff can be helpful to you during the holiday season, uh, you're there for Yom Kippur, Sukkot, etc., and you are looking uh, for somebody to come in and help you uh, with your apartment, with whatever setup you are either considering or have already bought in Israel, uh, you want to be in touch with uh, J Mark Interiors. The website is J, initial J, jmarkinteriors.com, jmarkinteriors.com. And, uh, of course, when you go to the website, you'll find their phone number locally in Jerusalem, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I would assume that because of the nature of the business, dealing with so many tourists, knowing how many people are going to be there over the next couple of weeks, your staff's ready to, to welcome everybody who wants to spend part of their Sukkot vacation with you guys. Not only is my staff ready, but hopefully they're listening to you, Nachum, and <laughs> taking your lead. I hope so. <laughs> but no, we also, we try on Chalamoe to be open a little bit later normally. Right. You know, normally our hours are 10 to 6 in Jerusalem, but we'll probably be open until about 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, you know, for people to stop in and see the showroom and hear about what we do. Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. So I said earlier that uh, because of all the people you're dealing with from different countries, that leads to some interesting questions. Uh, you can attest to the fact that as unified as we are, and today's a big Jewish unity day here at JMNM because of our big announcement coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, as unified as the Jewish people are around the world, and as together as we are, and, as we, and, and rightfully as we are known uh, to be brothers and sisters, uh, nonetheless, culturally, there are differences when people come from different parts of the world. And therefore... Your, you and your staff have to, I assume, get used to dealing with, uh, you've dealt with, let's say, American vendors you know, during the early part of your career exclusively. Then you all of a sudden had to learn what it's like to deal with Israeli vendors and people who are you know, working for you uh, in Israel and people you're buying product from in Israel. And then on top of that, as you just mentioned, France, Belgium, all these other countries around the world, buyers, those who become your customers, you know, have different idiosyncrasies and different and different cultural cultural aspects to them. Would would all this be accurate? More than accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the Israelis. What was it like when you tried to deal with Israeli kablanim the way you dealt with uh, with builders and suppliers here in the U.S.? So you know what we've really gone through and weeded out and found the best contractors, the best kablanim, the best marble people the best you know, mirror and glass people. We've got a list of incredible, incredible vendors. And when you get to that level, the service is what you were used to here in America. Uh, yeah. They get it. They get it. They get it. You know, like that, you know, often like you'll hear some vendors, you know, or somebody will say, Kachabalats, you know, that's the way that's it is. It is and that's right. the way it is here in Israel. <laughs> we don't play that game at J-Mark. You know, that Kachabalats. No, 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 no. We don't play that game. Like, you know, well, we've got a certain, you know, standard and, you know, and yeah, you're right. Our clients don't really get what goes on in Israel and doesn't understand that, you know, sometimes a lot of the workers, they can't come in because of all kinds of hours or like right now coming up. The country's freaking, we're, we're closing. Right. And we've got major right. projects that we have to um, be completed with before Rosh Hashanah. Right. And like a month ago, even you should know, or, or even over a month ago, our vendors were telling us, that's it, no more orders. I'm like, what do you mean no more orders? Uh, the holidays, Chagim, it's coming. We're closed a whole month of September. Like, that's it. We're off. 
I'm like, you guys, listen <laughs> to me. We've got clients coming. We've got things we need. Like, you're open, and you're going to make our things, and we're going to deliver our things, and we're going to get things done. But th- Did you, know, you make this trip to the U.S. for three days now just to finish things up before rushing out for certain clients in America? So, yeah. Wow. You see, I, I need what's called, and I've created what's called as a Jeffrey Double, you know? <laughs> a um, clone. A clone. <laughs> I really need to be in both places. But... That's true and that's not true. Our our team in both countries, they're amazing people. But at the same time, you know, I like to be involved in everything. I like to oversee things. I like to be available, and not just for our clients, but for our team, you know, and sit with everybody. Yesterday we had a great meeting in New York, and we went over all of our projects, and we went over things that we have going on. So and- your team needs to know what you like. Your team needs to know. To think like you, yeah. frankly. Look, we're, we're doing we're doing a project now in the ha- in East Hampton. Now, we're doing a project in Tel Aviv. We've got something going on in Florida. We've got something now that we're going to be starting, hopefully, in Canada, in Toronto soon. So, we're we're all over in a good way, and right. we've got you know we've got coverage for everything. But um, again, you know, I like to be available, and the team also like loves when I'm around. Right. You know, and I love to be around right. them. You're yeah. a decision maker, so yeah, I you know. help them make their decisions. But you know what? They're very, they're they're great. Our we have different teams in JMark. You know, there's a design team, there's the back office team. We've got somebody who handles just our sampling at JMark. Right. Somebody who handles all the scheduling and all the deliveries at JMark. But again, you know what? There's something about you know, JMark himself saying, "Hey, I right. think you could do that a little bit better." Or, hey, right. let's let's step that up a little bit. All right, Jeffrey Mark is here. People hate to generalize, but sometimes it's fun to generalize. Um, Europeans care or don't care about this that Americans really care or don't care about. Give me a difference that you've seen in clientele where you can't believe that this is so unimportant to this group when it's so important to the other group. Okay, so I'm going to tell you um, something incredible that I learned this year, or two years ago, I should say. We do a lot of work in both countries and some of the projects we do in Israel they when you buy the apartment it comes as a uh, you know as a as you know you're getting certain you get certain standards from the project or the building you're buying from right well we were completing a, a very high end project for somebody and the building came with its standards you know you buy the apartment for x amount of uh, shekels and you get uh, this kind of tile this kind of floor this kind of kitchen this kind of whatever anyway i noticed that there was no air conditioning in any of the bathrooms and I raised my hand, and I'm like, guys, um, does anybody realize there's no air conditioning right. in the bathrooms? They're like, well, okay, yeah, why? And somebody even had somebody that I had on my team who's British even said, yeah, what's the problem? I said, what's the problem? I said, who doesn't want air conditioning in their bathroom? There isn't a new home in America that doesn't have air conditioning. I, 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 I said, <laughs> I never heard of such a thing, or, or heat for that matter, right. because the duct right. work has to go in. Right. And they were like, nope, standard doesn't call for it. That's extra money. Now, I should go tell an American client of ours <sighs> that you got to pay money to have air conditioning in your bathroom after you just bought an apartment for X amount of shekels dollars. It's it's insane. Or the standard, for example, in Israel also is when you, when you do an apartment, you don't hire somebody like our team. The tile work starts at the floor in a bathroom, and it goes three quarters up. And the last, I don't know, let's call it about a foot or so or four, you know, so they don't tile to the ceiling. And you'll see, next time anybody goes to Israel, you go to a basic restaurant or even a high-end restaurant, and you go to the bathroom, check it out. You'll see. 
tiles don't go to the ceiling always. There's always about a foot or so that they just didn't tile. So I started finding out and asking everybody, like, why? Like, what, what, what's the big deal? They're like, you don't need it. I said, you don't need it? What does that mean? They're like, yeah, you don't see it anyway. You walk in the bathroom, you see the walls, you don't look up. I said, I look up. My clients look up, tile the bathroom all the way up. I, I never heard of And you're not even talking about, it wasn't a money thing. Right. You know, how much more tile could you buy? Uh, you know, another hundred dollars of tiles. How much more work is it? The guy's doing it anyway. It's just, you don't need it. It's like Israel, you know, one of the most incredible places. You go to the supermarket. I was buying something for myself personally, and I, I like to stock my house up. You know, we don't have Costco. Yeah, we have an Osherad, but we don't right. have Costco. So I'm buying 20 bottles of shampoo and Rami Levy, and the guy says, what do you need so much shampoo for? I said, what do you care? <laughs> you know? <laughs> he bothered him. Yeah. Like, who, like what is, what's your business? Like, you know what? I got a lot of kids. I don't know. I want a lot of shampoo. I don't want to come buy shampoo every week. <laughs> you know? Speaking of which, I was told in your showroom in Jerusalem that your staff will stock up homes, that your staff will actually stay in touch with clients and when they need, and I guess for the elderly, this certainly is a big service, but but for anybody, it's a good service because there are people going back and forth all the time. You will stay in touch and and provide whatever it is they need in their home, even to the, to the level of, of getting them groceries and stuff. Our goal, Nachum, when somebody buys an apartment in Jerusalem is that when you get to your apartment in Jerusalem, you feel and see and have all of the comforts from big to small that you have in your house here in the each U.S. Each time, not just the first time you move in, each time you're coming. Yeah, what we'll do is we'll stay in touch with a lot of our clients, and what we'll do is we have lifts constantly going. We're constantly sending lifts on behalf of clients, right. So, or sometimes we'll have the client buy some space, but we do Costco runs for them. And, and you we... mean the real Costco. Oh, yeah, yeah You yeah, don't yeah. mean Israel. No, you no, mean no, the no, real yeah, Costco. Yeah. We go to Costco. <laughs> we, have, we have people in our New York showroom that do the Costco run, <laughs> and uh, we box it all up, send it. <laughs> all to Israel. Somebody on the Jerusalem team, J-Mark team, receives it. Not only do we get it for them, but we put it into their cabinetry and shelves so when they come for Chag, Rosh Hashanah, Sukkot, whatever, they've got their they're amazing. Oh, we also do an amazing savings run for paper goods. There's a little plug for amazing savings <laughs> if they want. Anybody wants to know, but that's where it's coming from. We do all that. We could easily ship, I don't know, God knows how many hundreds of boxes from Costco a year on behalf of, you know, for clients. So this must be happening at a tremendous level right now because oh. what's more popular than the Sukkot holiday? I've got a staff of about 25 people working this Sunday with me at 7 <laughs> o'clock in the morning, Erev Rosh Hashanah. We are busier than busy today in Jerusalem. I, I only came in literally these three days because right. it's the last time I could show up before all the holidays here, you know, because we're busy. We'll, we'll be you know, very busy in Jerusalem over the holidays. And, um, yeah, I just showed up for a couple of days now, and then we got to get rolling in Jerusalem. We're getting ready for the holidays. Sukkot is our big deal. You know, people are coming before imagine. Yom Kippur, and, yeah. And they stick around all the way until the end of the holiday. Um, Jeffrey Mark is here. It's the reason, frankly, that we scheduled him for this week, because there are a lot of people in this audience who are heading to Israel and will be uh, passing by 22 King David Street. They may not even realize uh, that that's where the Jeffrey Mark Interiors uh, showroom is. It's right there across the street from the King David Hotel. Uh, check it out online, jmarkinteriors.com. It's initial J, jmarkinteriors.com. And if you are heading to Israel, and if you've ever thought of purchasing something in Israel, or if you've ever, and that's true, by the way, if someone thought, if someone's in the process of thinking about 
buying a gel. It's a good idea to stop by your showroom. Your staff will give them some good advice. So we also have at J-Mark, we have a real estate team upstairs in our showroom. In-house. In-house real estate team. So we'll definitely, we'll get introduce you to them also, you know, and they're more than more than happy to help you and tell you about properties and whatever but we'll also you know especially for our clients or people who want to use you know or coming in to use us we'll even go with you and say hey you know what we think that's a great property for you or hey you know what that property looks like yes it could have four bedrooms it could have whatever right. and you know i i want to also we've been talking about only like properties like that but we also have a lot of people who live in israel today and um that we work for, you know, local Israelis or local, I should say, American Israelis. And one of the people I just want to mention who we're, sure. we just started working for is Jamie Geller. Oh. <laughs> so we'll be working. Her Aliyah was publicized all around the world. Yeah, so Jamie and I are like really, really, we're good friends. She's in our showroom all the time, Jamie. And she's an incredible. Oh, my incredible. gosh. Whatever kitchen you're doing for her must be. Uh, so You guys got to be really careful. <laughs> so we're actually, we just started and we're actually doing her kitchen, the entrance way and don't think I didn't ask Jamie and tell her that I could, you know, I have permission to say her name. Nahum, don't worry. Good, thank God. Um, yeah, I'm actually flying back with Jamie tomorrow because I, she's on the Today Show. Uh, or oh, pre pre yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, uh, can I assume that there are things in her kitchen that the average cook or chef would not have? Can I just assume you that? You can definitely yeah. assume it. We're not allowed to talk about right, it because there's a whole that. reveal that we'll be doing. Nice. You know, when the kitchen is done, and you know, we're and we're continuously working with Jamie on her house, and it's been delightful. But Jamie's like a perfect example, you know, like she lives in Beit Shemesh right. and, you know, we're doing some other work for local, local American Israelis or Israelis even, you know, and people come to our showroom also and they just buy some gifts also. You yeah, know, you have we, some cool stuff yeah, there. Yeah. It, it, it's worth the 10 minutes uh, for somebody to come uh, inside on King David Street and just see what you have there. Thank you. Beautiful vases, artwork. And, and, and like you and uh, like when you guys came, when you and Miriam sure. came to Israel, I, I wish I would have been there, but I've really like... You know, I, I've made it such such an emphasis to our team in Jerusalem. I want American service. Right. When I want people greeted properly, I want them to feel good. I don't like when you and Miriam came in. You met Nacham in our showroom. Yeah. Like amazing lady. Yeah, amazing lady. And I told you that repre she represents your company really, really well. As I'm sure most of your staff does, if not all of them. Uh, finally, so true or false? If there is a discrepancy. Uh, discrepancy is the wrong word. You walk in, let's let's make it much simpler. You walk into a home that's quote-unquote complete, right? You're ready to give your approval and it's done. And you see something that no one else will ever see, i.e., give you an example, the light switch plate is, I don't know, a millimeter off, two millimeters off. You, you notice it, again, because of your background, but nobody living in that home for the next 40 years will ever make an issue of it. What happens? Nine out of ten times, we we pull it out before the client even shows up and make a decision on our own. To be honest, um, we also write a list. We're we're about to hand over one of our biggest, and a handover is a big deal for us. A big project that we've been working on for a year and a half. Um, the people are from the five towns. Actually, it's an amazing apartment. I, I've been personally like with my team involved in and daily. And they're coming a week from tomorrow. That's part of why I'm going back, just to make sure everything's cool and ready and whatnot. And I already have a list of things that I've told them we're not happy about. So, yeah, it'll stay And like that, that list may have stuff that they couldn't care less about. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, no, just leave it. Whatever. Right, I'm like, right. no, 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 it's going to be on our website. It's going to be <laughs> our, you know. And, and the theory also is, is like, even though you might be okay with it as the homeowner, we're not. We were contracted by you we, we were brought in by you to do the project right 
perfectly as best as possible. We are hired for perfection. Yeah, right. yeah. We're we we want to achieve that. You know, look, right. nothing's 110, percent but right. we could definitely get to that hundred. You know, right. <laughs> like I don't even go to the 99, and that's what we're trained for at J Mark. And at J Mark, everybody says like, guys, shoot, we got to tell them the thing is wrong. We got to tell them the table's too big, it's too small, it's too this, it's whatever it is, or the tile's crooked, right. and it's fixable. You know, uh, all this stuff we could. Yeah, fix. but sometimes one might think that the value or or the worth of fixing it, you know, far exceeds <laughs> the, the the annoyance that the little item might give you. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Look, you know what? We always say that. Thank God we we've been in business for 20 plus years. We know what we're doing. We know all about customer service and. We, we want people to feel feel the love and feel that we're doing the right thing right. for them. And they do. I mean, they clearly do. By the way, online, people could check, people who won't be able to get to your showroom can check out some of your work online, yeah, right? There's like can, a virtual... Yeah, yeah. We what, have what is that, a typical home, a specific home? What do you do there? Um, those are the virtual tours on our website. There are two different homes in Israel mm. that we did uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and you could actually walk through the apartment and walk through yourself and see everything and look at the different spaces and whatnot but they're both apartments that we did in jerusalem and then a lot of the photos you'll see are just some of our commercial work we do commercial design work we do residential stuff and you'll see stuff that we do in new york and if you're in the design world a little bit you'll be able to differentiate by seeing oh you'll say oh that must be a property they did in new york oh that must right. be something in the hamptons oh that must be something in florida you know, um, one of our one of our best commercial projects, Nachum, is right here, right across the street. Yeah, yeah, we redid all the buildings. And here. you said to me that you, if you were in charge, and again, you know, obviously there's financial considerations, etc. You would refresh this every five years or so. You said I'd refresh it every year. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but every, every yeah. five makes sense. Is five makes sense? Uh, that, five's is, a little close. It's we, even too much. Five uh, on a three to five would that be more on accurate? a commercial project? You know, uh, five plus is even. You know, you're talking about a lot of money. Yeah, and exactly. People want to. You know. Oh, so the other end, you'd say five to seven in yeah, that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So once you hit seven years as a as a as a property owner like this. You'd have to really start looking yeah, at it seriously. You know what? Times change. People want their apartments and the value to go up, and the public space makes a big difference. Right. You know, the lobby of a building is so important. You know, or the common space because you—that's what you walk into, and the that's what you walk out of, right. first and last. Right. It's the first and last impression always. You know, when we do somebody's, even on a residential level, we do their home. Work on the downstairs. Work on what you walk in first, and you know, you could sit in front of your front door and say goodbye for fifteen minutes. Right. That should be the space that is like, you know, the entrance. It's where you walk in, it's where you yeah, walk out. Yeah, whoever thinks that that area needs to be comfortable, but that area needs right. to come, be comfortable. Right. It's, it's what you see when you come and go. J. Mark Interiors. Check it all out online. Uh, those of you who are in Israel during the month of Tishrei, you are invited to 22 King David Street to meet Jeffrey Mark and his staff. And, of course, those of you locally here in the U.S., you know they're on Central Avenue at 461 Central Avenue in Cedarhurst. Uh, the website gives you all the information about both locations and all their great work. Go to J Mark Interiors. It's initial J, jmarkinteriors.com, jmarkinteriors.com. I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. One of the busiest people during the month of Tishrei. Nonetheless, you should enjoy the holidays oh, and have man. a great start to the brand Nahum, new year. I just want to say thank you for inviting me here today. It Pleasure. was like really, really, really a great experience. I uh, can't wait to come back again and do this again. It's I appreciate really great. that very much. Great having you here. More coming up at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world in the web at NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. 
אלפיים שנה מצפים לאורום. האם הוא רואה בסבל עמו? אין לאן לברוח, להסתתר ולידינו ולא נוותר. We've been returned to Israel and are like dreamers. All the leaders of the world are trying to understand how, while our people flood back in from all the nations, and after centuries of tears, we see you, Hashem, in everything and await your warm embrace of full redemption. Amen. 
J.M. and the A.M. Friends done by uh, Mordechai Shapiro. That's the brand new single. Uh, before that, Yisrael Bil Vavot. That's the brand new single we introduced yesterday with FDD, uh, Simon Jacob, and uh, brought it to the world both in audio and video form. We'll talk plenty more about that tomorrow morning when Simon Jacob, who's with us now uh, live via telephone, joins me about that song. We're going to talk about that song and why it's so significant for Israel 70 for the brand new year and as a tefillah. Uh, that we have to uh, keep in mind as we thank God for both the land and the state of Israel. So we'll do more of that tomorrow morning and explain more about the song. Meanwhile, it's getting around and people are really, 
really happy with how beautiful it is and how incredible it is. So big yeshikach to Simon, to FDD, and everybody on that. Before that, Am Yisrael, done by the Shira Chadasha Boys Choir, and you heard Avraham Avram Fried with Itcha Ani to open up that set. Well, we did promise you today, on this Wednesday morning, JM and the AM, the final Wednesday of 5778, we did promise you a very big Jewish unity announcement. Where will the next Jewish unity initiative go? What are we going to be doing? What is our mission? With us live via telephone, somebody I consider, frankly, a partner in the Jewish Unity Initiative. He allows me to dream, and then he helps me uh, each and every time put these uh, incredible missions together and inspire as many people as possible. And that's, of course, the one and only Simon Jacob, who is with us live from Jerusalem on this Wednesday morning. Simon, shalom. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Shalom, bracha. And actually, I'm not in Jerusalem. I'm at a winery called Castel <laughs> looking out of out the Judean hills, and it is just so, so incredibly beautiful here. I, I, think, I can't tell you how beautiful. I wish it was video. I think we need, it in, in order to be consistent with the way Simon normally has his day, I think we need to get you a t-shirt that says, I'm at a winery. That would basically cover it each and every time. <laughs> That's it. You're at a winery. Yeah, well, it seems to be the answer every time. <laughs> Well, that's what people think, I think, but, um, but no, I am at a winery at the moment, but it's, it's just wonderful here. It's just beautiful. No, you're based. So, thank you're... you. But what we're, we're talking about something different, not we, wine. We certainly are. We're talking are. about bread. We're talking. Another important, uh, another important element. So yeah. go ahead. We're talking about bread. We're talking about music. We're talking about Shabbat. We're talking about unity. Uh, it, many of you remember, of course, that the first time we formalized the Jewish Unity Initiative, uh, chaired by Simon Jacob, uh, that was when we were in Stay Road back in 2014, and we knew that a little bit of spirit, a little bit of uh, of a of a pat on the back, a little bit of a collective hug from the Jewish community of New York and New Jersey would go a long way in Stay Road. And you'll remember, of course, uh, Simon, that during that trip, uh, Dr. Joe Rosazada um, had had the incredible initiative to uh, donate a uh, Sefer Torah to the uh, Ethiopian synagogue in Stay Road, and we did have an opportunity to dance together with people who really were afraid to leave their homes at that time because of the of the situation with the rockets, etc. So there was the first time that we saw Jewish music bring everyone together and bring a little spirit uh, through the Jewish Unity Initiative. Of course, anybody out there who thinks of the Jewish Unity Initiative, I think the first thing they think of is La Victoire, the great synagogue in Paris, the year after the attacks, when again the uh, Jewish community of Paris needed a little bit of a of a boost and a little bit of a reassurance that people around the world, Jews around the world, cared about what was going on and were concerned about them. We then brought the Jewish Unity Initiative to places like Houston, Texas, to places during the flooding, uh, to places like Venice during the 500th anniversary of the Venetian Ghetto, uh, and of course, many, many times to Jerusalem, and in addition to that, to Tel Aviv and the Pinachama during the time of the stabbings in Israel. It is amazing. Simon, before we even talk about today's announcement, we, we've got a pretty good resume, I must say. Don't you agree? I, you know what? I'm just listening to you say this, and I'm going, "Wow, <laughs> we I did can't all that! <laughs> all of these things! I can't believe we went to all of these places." And today, and today, unbelievable! It is pretty unbelievable. Today's the big announcement. We're officially now, uh, as we uh, kick off uh, NSN season number seven, we announced to the world that next month, and I know it's hard to believe that it's right around the corner, but it is right around the corner. We are not doing this later in the season or toward the end of the season. We're doing it now as we kick off our brand new season. Uh, on Thursday night, October the 25th, on Thursday night, October the 25th, and this is why Simon was alluding to, to bread, uh, the the Shabbos project, which is based, the capital of the Jewish world for one, it's always Jerusalem, it's always Jerusalem, 
But the capital of the Jewish world for one Shabbat is Johannesburg, South Africa. And that's the Shabbos Project Weekend, uh, which starts with a massive challah bake for thousands of Jewish women and girls on Thursday night. And, of course, then uh, on Erev Shabbat and Shabbat, um, uh, the Johannesburg community, and then hundreds and hundreds of communities around the world embark on spreading the word about Shabbat and encouraging people who may not normally have a Shabbat to come and enjoy it together. And that's, of course, what's known as the Shabbos Project now worldwide. And uh, as uh, as and, and a year ago, a year ago, and I brought this idea to Simon. He loved it. It took us a year to get it going, frankly, and now we are ready for it. On the Thursday night, right after that challah bake, we are inviting the entire Johannesburg community to join us in a major Jewish music event, which I hope all of you will watch live, and I hope all of you will watch the the, the edited video that will be released afterwards and celebrate together Shabbos, unity, all through music, and that together in the capital of the Jewish world for one Shabbat, Johannesburg, South Africa, under the leadership of Rabbi Goldstein, we will all be together enjoying uh, an incredible international experience and just, you know, giving the the collective hug, so to speak, to the Johannesburg Jewish community who have their own challenges. Uh, but this Shabbat, on Shabbat Parshat Vayera this year, uh, they will again lead and be the example of reaching out and making Shabbat important to everybody. So, Simon, I hope Thursday night, October yeah. the 25th, I hope you have it marked on your calendar because we're going to be dancing up a storm and enjoying the music with the Jews of Johannesburg. I just I, I want you to know this this is going to be really special because normally this is a a, a women's only and and women and daughter um, right. project right and what we're doing is we're allowing it to be that um, bringing more uh, you know bringing it into the sight of the world so that people can really see this from a global perspective but at the same time we're opening it up not only to the women and their daughters. But the concert that follows afterwards is opened up to the husbands and sons and, and, and the entire the entire families. So we're hoping that we really bring in, you know, an excess of ten thousand people oh. into this uh, into this concert and it should be just unbelievable. That so would be we're, that, we're really looking forward. I mean we we've been toying with that number and that would be absolutely yeah. remarkable. And Simon, Crazy. you you remember the feeling. This was something we did not have in Venice because of the yeah. timing. Yeah. But you remember the feeling right. in Paris when the whole world yeah. was watching what we were seeing live on the spot. So I was up in the balconies watching down and I, and I've made this comment before on the radio but it, it's good to uh, repeat it. I was up in the balconies watching down and um, arm in arm, uh, literally singing along with, uh, with Yarm Gaon and all of these incredible stars who were just there. And the, the, the Bet Knesset, the synagogue, was filled to the rafters with, with, with um, people. And I was sitting there thinking to myself that, you know, here I was, uh, an American at that time, and with Israelis and with um, Parisians, you know, with people from France um, singing and what have you. And, and then I suddenly realized that it isn't that we're Israelis or that we're Americans or that we're from France. It's that we're Jews. Yeah. And it was an incredibly uniting thing 
everybody arm in arm, crying and singing and dancing. Uh, it was just an unbelievable experience. It so, certainly was. Hashem, that we hope to we hope to do it on a even greater scale in South Africa with God's help. And we know what music does, and we know how it brings people together, yeah. especially in our community, sure, in, in our world. And we know how important Shabbat is, and. And we know that there are going to be people coming as part of our team from both North America and from Israel because we couldn't possibly do this without an Israeli contingent, obviously Israel being one of our most important values in addition to Shabbat and and unity. So we get to celebrate all of this together. The whole world will be able to join us. Uh, if in North America, it's going to be Thursday afternoon. Everyone's going to be able to watch what's going on and just enjoy seeing the, the sights and sounds of thousands of people celebrating Shabbat and celebrating Jewish unity together. We are so looking forward to this. And by the way, Simon, you know, I was thinking, you remember, and, and you remember this because we, <laughs> we had this conversation. When we were going to Stay Road, and we were um, uh, in the vehicle heading from Jerusalem to Stay Road during the summer of 2014. I said to you, I said that the uh, the, the thing I worry about is that we're going to do this Achnasat Sefer Torah, and we're doing it with with Jews who are originally from Ethiopia. You know, they probably have their own traditions and their own songs, and we, of course, have our traditions and songs that that we sing. You know, during the Achnasat Sefer Torah, it's it's going to be unusual. We're not going to be on the same page. And and you remember what happened? <laughs> the dancing started, and everybody was singing the exact same song. <laughs> and that, everybody was together. And what does that everybody. say about unity, huh? Yeah, no, we're all Jews, and that's the biggest thing here. That's what we're trying to. Uh, we're trying to get across that, you know, we might be spread all over the globe, um, but we're still Jews. We're, we're Jews all over, and you know what? I, I'm Since I made Aliyah and I'm living in Yerushalayim now in Jerusalem, you can walk on Shabbat afternoon in Jerusalem and hear every language on earth. Oh, it's so true. And it's so beautiful to hear everybody coming back, so it's, it's, it's really special. So, Baruch Hashem, we're looking forward. Looking we're, forward. You know, we're looking forward to give a. Looking forward is an understatement. Of this. Looking forward is an understatement. And by the way, Simon. Yeah, totally an understatement. Yeah. Um, by the way, we now get to add another continent to our Jewish Unity Initiative history, because we've <laughs> we've done we've done North America and we've done Europe and obviously we've done Asia with all the times we've been in Israel. We now Israel, get to put right. the African continent on this, which is pretty remarkable. Yeah, don't start saying this because the guys, the Australians, are going to get crazy. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other places that people are looking for us, but it's okay. But we're really looking forward to doing this in Africa, and especially in, in South Africa. So with God's help. And besides, it's my birthday, actually, on the 26th. So I'm really looking to celebrate the night of the 25th. Simon, I... <laughs> I took a pause there for a moment. I took a pause there for a moment because we have a special guest joining us in a second who will join me and you. Right. Um, but yes, right. it is in fact your birthday, and we are planning on making it a worldwide celebration. Uh -oh. How do you like that? Uh -oh. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's. Yeah. That's that. We could calm down a bit, but it's it's okay. But let's help. No. I am told that Rabbi Goldstein is with us live via telephone. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Simon Jacobon from Israel, the chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative, Rabbi Warren Goldstein. For us, He is the chief rabbi of South Africa. We'll say hi to him in a moment. Uh, for us, he has been the, uh, the, um, the face, the influence, the, uh, the incredible inspiration behind the Worldwide Shabbos Project, which again this year is going to be happening on Shabbat Parshat Vayera, the 27th 
of October. Rabbi Goldstein, an honor to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Hi, it's great to be with you, Nachum. So pleased to be with you and your listeners. Thank you for the opportunity. I greatly appreciate that. We have Simon Jacob, our chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative, with us live from Israel. He's with us as well. Shalom, Bracha, Rabbi. Shalom, Bracha, Rabbi. Shalom, Shalom. Lovely, lovely to meet you over the phone. And uh, you know, Rabbi Goldstein, just minutes ago, literally minutes ago, we announced to this audience at the Jewish Unity Initiative that we have had uh, the privilege and, and honor of uh, of uh, doing with the Jewish world for the last uh, few years, and that has taken us to places like Paris and Venice and uh, and Israel, of course, and places in the United States as well, to show a little bit of unity and to celebrate Jewish unity uh, with the Jewish world. Uh, we've just announced minutes ago that a dream that I had and that you helped me move forward a year ago, we spoke about this a year ago, Rabbi Goldstein, I'm sure you recall, uh, is finally coming to fruition. And that is that on the, the weekend of Shabbat Parshas Vayera, right after the massive challah attracting thousands of women, we are going to be presenting a Jewish music event. And you and I and thousands and thousands of others around the world will be able together to celebrate Shabbat, unity, and music. Rabbi Goldstein, I... I thank you for this opportunity to tag along, so to speak, and I hope the Johannesburg community is ready for us to be part of this whole Shabbos Project celebration. Yeah, we are so excited. I'm so excited that, that you are coming, and I want to thank you for your vision in, um, in, in seeing the incredible opportunity that this, uh, that this presents for you to come to South Africa. The community is, uh, is, will be very excited to warmly embrace you and to be part of it, and um, I think that it's, it's going to be so spectacular. You reach, you reach so many people all around the world, and for you to come to, to Johannesburg and uh, to, to be part of the, uh, the Shabbos project in its home where it all started is something which is, which is truly magical, and I think that it's all about celebrating Jewish unity. It's the sense that we come together not because we are forced to by a crisis, but because we, um, we want to, we celebrate it, and we're proud to be Jews, and we're proud to be connected to Shabbos. You know, Rabbi Goldstein, um, you and I know, everybody listening knows, the capital of the Jewish world is Jerusalem. I would argue, and I've been saying, that for one Shabbat, the capital of the Jewish world becomes Johannesburg, South Africa, the birthplace of the Shabbos Project. Do you, as the person who initially had this vision for Shabbat being observed and acknowledged by Jews around the world on one specific Shabbat, do you get the, the feeling that the world is looking and pointing toward Johannesburg that one week? You know what, what, what has been so remarkable about the, uh, about the Shabbos Project is that we have more than 8,000 volunteer partners working on the project in, in more than 1,400 cities and 97 countries. Wow. And people, people have embraced this. They've made it their own. They, they have been the most incredible partners. We have a, a partner call center, which, uh, which runs out of Tel Aviv, because we needed to you know, hire young Jews who could speak Russian and French and Spanish and, uh, and Portuguese and, uh, and obviously English and Hebrew. And um, you know, we're working with these partners all around the world, supporting them, giving them the, the marketing content and the educational content. But all of these partners have, have brought the, the Shabbos Project to their communities, and their communities embrace it so warmly. And so I, I really feel that Shabbos belongs to the entire Jewish world, and, and the Shabbos Project belongs to everybody, and people have really embraced it and made it their own, and that, that has been its power. It's a people's movement. 
So it's, it's something which is driven from, from the ground, from grassroots, because of the compelling power of the magic of Shabbos and what, what, what Shabbat really brings to people, that sense of the tranquility, the sense of the inspiration of Shabbat, and also the inspiration of Jewish uni- unity, where there's this real thirst for Jewish unity. So people, because of the power of Shabbat, because of the power of Jewish unity, people have embraced this and made it their own, and I think that is is so exciting and, 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 and so wonderful. So obviously we're excited, you know, that, that, that you'll be in South Africa and, and, and that is where everything started. Um, but I want to pay tribute to our partners all around the world who are unbelievable partners, uh, people who, who have made this a reality for their communities all around the world. All right, so I'm going to make you a deal, Rabbi Goldstein. You know, our intention is to broadcast the entire week from Johannesburg. So I'll make you a deal that we will both feature the the Jewish community of Johannesburg and the amazing Jewish community of South Africa that you lead. And in addition, we'll acknowledge the hundreds and hundreds of Jewish communities around the world uh, that are participating and that are making the Shabbos project an important project for them as well. How's that? Not a bad arrangement, right? I love that. I absolutely <laughs> love that because you know the, the magic of the of, of the of the Shabbat project is that it belongs to all of us, all of Amishel. Shabbat is the heritage, the united heritage of every single Jew, every part of the world, and there are remarkable Jewish communities in different parts of the globe, which I've, you know some have uh, I've seen over the years, and and the way that that people have responded with with such warmth, with such enthusiasm, and uh, to to feature Jewish communities from around the world. I think that, that'll be tremendous, and uh, th- I think that's such a brilliant idea. Thank you so much for that. Well, I cannot wait. I can't wait to get there and to start broadcasting and to meet the people and to see a, an area of the world I've never seen before. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. We, we come from North America, as you know. You'll be there with your staff and, and all the different people in the community from South Africa. And Simon Jacob, who's with us from Israel, is going to lead the delegation from Israel. After all, how on earth could we have a Jewish unity project and not include a delegation from Israel. Simon, please tell Rabbi Goldstein how excited and honored the Israeli delegation is to be part of that special week in Johannesburg. We're ex- we're really looking forward to bringing um, to bringing to Johannesburg some of the excitement from Eretz Israel that we have, uh, you know, experiencing uh, Kaddish Baruch Hu firsthand. We're in the fishbowl of Kedusha here. Yep. And we're really looking forward to coming and celebrating with you in uh, Johannesburg. And, and I think, Nahum, your idea of uh, showcasing um, many, many different communities, all the different, communica- all the different communities all over the world who are celebrating the Shabbat Project is brilliant. And that would be just the icing on the cake to be able to focus on all the different communities as well as um, Johannesburg. And I... I I really look forward to being there. It's yeah. a perfect time. It is going to be a week of unity, everybody. The Jewish Unity Initiative. We go to Johannesburg. That's the big announcement of the day. We leave the 22nd of October. Rabbi Goldstein, Simon Jacob, and I will be on stage together for the big Jewish music event because nothing unifies the Jewish people like music does. And then we get to spend the Shabbat Project Shabbat in the birthplace of the Shabbat Project, and that is Johannesburg. South Africa. It is going to be an amazing mission. I am sure that everybody involved is going to feel uh, uh, so fulfilled and so spirited by the entire endeavor, and we are very much looking forward to all of this. Rabbi Goldstein, I take this opportunity to wish you a happy 
healthy and sweet new year. I look forward to speaking to you further down the road as we approach uh, the weekend of October the 27th and the Shabbat of Parshat Vayera. And uh, we are looking forward to actually visiting and being there that entire week and having a wonderful experience together. I can't wait to see you and to, to meet you and your team all in person. Looking forward to it so much. The community is ready to embrace you with, with open arms. And uh, I want to thank you for your vision in making this a reality. And uh, so looking forward to, uh, to participating and uh, sharing the joy with everybody and so that we can go forward together with all of our partners all around the world to celebrate true Jewish unity around the magic of Shabbat. Tadaraba and Shana Tova to you. Shana Tova Mtuka, Siskel Hashanim Rabot from Israel. And Take thank care. you. Thank Amen. you. And well, thank you, Rabbi tova. Goldstein. Unbelievable. Rabbi Warren Goldstein, Chief Rabbi, South Africa, based in Johannesburg visionary of the Shabbos Project, Simon Jacob from Israel, chairman of the Jewish Unity Initiative, and we here at the Nahum Siegel Network looking forward to an amazing and incredible week in Johannesburg, an incredible musical celebration of Jewish unity Thursday night, and of course, an incredible Shabbat in a unique part of the world. This is a Wednesday morning broadcast. The official Jewish Unity Initiative announcement has been made. My name is Nahum Siegel. You are listening to JM in the AM.
jam in the AM. Figured gotta include a South African-based song about Shabbos <laughs> after the big announcement earlier. Derech Achim here at JM in the AM. There they are. Derech Achim. Jam in the AM. Miami before <laughs> Miami before that with Yivarechecha. You heard Shlemy Gertner, a song that frankly I believe can be a theme for the Shabbos project. It's called Shabbos off the album Serenity. I believe that could be a theme for the Shabbos project. How amazing a song that is. Uh, that was the reason I played it right after the uh, conversation with Simon Jacob and Dr. and uh, Rabbi Goldstein. Um. Anyway, big announcement. I was thinking back to uh, some of our other Jewish Unity Initiative journeys. I was trying to. Th- I was trying to remember the announcement from those because this one was was particularly exciting for me. It was really exciting for me. You have to remember something. This is something that um, that we've been planning a long, long time. When we've introduced Jewish Unity Initiative uh, journeys. Usually within a couple of months, we announce them and get them going. And this one we intended to announce a year ago, and it didn't work out. And uh, we said, okay, Shabbos Project happens again, you know. So this has been, you know, this has been this has been ready to be announced for a long, long, long time. And I am glad that the word is out, and now everybody knows that we're going to be spending an incredible week in the Johannesburg Jewish community. Speaking of Derech Achim, we got to get them on the air. We'll have to spend some time with them, maybe do a live music performance with them at some point during the week. They've got to be part of our uh, journey to South Africa for sure. Um, yeah. So hopefully that'll materialize. Hey, a couple of notes about Sukkis that i got to make sure to remind everybody about. Number one, um, concertinisrael.com, the Hatzalah concert, as you can imagine, Yaakov Shweki, Mordechai Shapiro, is uh, selling very quickly. I mean, quite obviously. Um, so you got to go to the website, concertinisrael.com, concertinisrael.com, and, um, and secure your tickets. Uh, if you're planning on being in Israel for Sukkot, do that as soon as possible. Uh, also, keep in mind that for those of us who are in this area for Sukkis, Hershey Park, again, they always do this when it's an early untiv. Hershey Park, again, is uh, is, is, is um, making uh, their facility available for our community Wednesday afternoon Cholamoid and all day Thursday Cholamoid. That's what they're doing. It's Wednesday afternoon and all day Thursday. LancasterSukkot.com. LancasterSukkot.com gives you all the details. So you can start planning your Cholamoi trips. Again, it's LancasterSukkot.com. <laughs> Mitch from Beit Shemesh, who says he's enjoying listening while waiting for his train back to Beit Shemesh. 
wants to know why there's no ticket giveaway for the concert in Israel. Yeah, well, those tickets are at a premium. <laughs> Just to walk in there is uh, a, a pretty hefty donation, Todd Sola. So you're going to have to do that on your own. Uh, Concertinisrael.com would be the website. And, um, oh, who are our singers? Yeah, so we have not yet decided to announce our singers. We, ha- we have our, our special guest star singer all locked up for Johannesburg Thursday night. Uh, I don't think it'll be much of a surprise. Uh, it's somebody who has been such a key to our Jewish unity initiative. But in the entire lineup, et cetera, is not, uh, is not totally set in stone yet. Uh, we will announce that at some point in the next couple of weeks. And uh, we'll speak with them on the air, et cetera, et cetera. Um, one thing I can tell you, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an exciting event with a lot of great stuff. And um, and it should be uh, it should be an amazing week. Johannesburg, South Africa. Anybody interested in going? I'm talking about those of you out there with means of support for this amazing project. Anybody out there wants to become a supporter of the Jewish Unity Initiative and our Johannesburg mission and possibly even join us there? Um, Obviously, the invitation would be open if you're a sponsor of the event. Uh, You can contact us, uh, Miriam at NahumSiegel.com, Miriam at NahumSiegel.com. Again, Miriam at NahumSiegel.com or... If you want to make a straight-out contribution and be part of it in that fashion and be acknowledged as a sponsor of Johannesburg, it's uh, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and we welcome all donations, of course. I also want to thank those who have um, responded to our September mailing. Um, Once our fundraiser ends in the spring, uh, we remind anybody who was not able to participate with us in the spring that, that, that we would love for them to participate before Rosh Hashanah. And we do that again, of course, before the end of the secular year. Uh, so a lot of you have gotten reminder letters in the mail over the last day or two about our 2018 campaign. I want to thank those who have already responded. And if you haven't had a chance yet, it would be wonderful if you could do so before Rosh Hashanah. Uh, you could either respond by mail with the envelope you've been sent or go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and participate in that way. And we thank you. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a, an exciting Wednesday. What a way. What a way to wrap up the first Wednesday of the brand new season. Uh, just remarkable. Baruch Hashem. Uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow. Simon's going to be with us again tomorrow. We told you that uh, there's a, a wonderful song that we, of course, uh, played earlier that we had a hand in and that uh, Simon really spearheaded. We'll speak with him tomorrow morning about the song and the video. Plus, the president of Yeshiva University, Rabbi Ari, Rabbi Dr. Ari Berman, is scheduled to be in studio with us tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Looking forward to speaking with him here on our broadcast Keep it here. Bite Size with Yoni Pollock is next. We've got um, uh, Tova Connect speaking to Yehuda Goldberg and Rabbi Shlomo Chayin of Torah Tach. Uh, that's all happening uh, now. And then at 11 a.m., live lunch with Avrami. Make sure to stay tuned in. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigo reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.